It's time for JT the Brick. Hey, JT, how you doing, man? A lot of people think this is the year of the Chargers. Vegas handicappers, NFL insiders. Fortunately, I've been down this road before. Another reminder that the Chargers didn't make the playoffs last year. NFL Network, another reminder that the Chargers did not make the playoffs last year. They lost in Las Vegas. Get me some anti-Charger stuff in here now. Sound off like you got a pair. JT the Brick. They have the choke gene. They choke. The Chargers with the C, they choke. I should have nine lines packed every segment destroying the Chargers. Use the phone like a weapon. I want an all-out assault from the Raider Nation on the opposition. Just win, baby. And now, here's JT. Yes, who's with me? Who's excited? We got Raiders football coming up. I'm ready to roll. This will be big. Raiders open up on the road. That Sunday, 125 start against the Los Angeles Chargers, SoFi Stadium. Uh, Raiders beat the Chargers in Week 18, knocked the Chargers, not out of the playoffs, out of playoff contention. The Raiders won. It was a classic. It's one of the greatest ever, ever regular season finales in NFL history, and it happened at Allegiant Stadium. Own it. That's a great moment in the history of this rivalry. Really is. There's been bigger moments. Jim Plunkett, Jim Plunkett leading the Raiders in San Diego in the playoffs on the way to a Super Bowl. There's been unbelievable moments in this rivalry. Man, again, I tell the story because we have a new audience every day here, and we appreciate you listening. Hour number two, as we are brought to you by SamAndAshInjuryLaw.com. Ashley was on yesterday. Really appreciate them, Sam and Ash, because you deserve what's right. I'll put out the tweet tomorrow. I only tweeted out twice a year when I was in San Diego for the last ever Raider game there and the crowd of me going nuts on the sideline and everyone there was a Raider fan. I've never seen anything like it before or since, ever. And I've been to Super Bowls, Final Fours, big events, Yankee Stadium for World Series. I never saw anything like when the Raiders closed down Qualcomm. It was incredible. Now, conversely, on the other side, this is my 24th year with the team, and a lot of those years, the Raiders lost to Phillip Rivers. Do you know this trivia question? You should if you're a Raider fan. No football player, single football player, has won more games against the Raider organization than Phillip Rivers. That's incredible when you think about the history of the Raiders dating back to 1960 to now. Rivers has the most wins by any individual player in Raider history. Forget about Raider Chargers, Raider history, Phillip Rivers. I was there for every one of those games, every single one in Oakland. Raiders won some, Rivers won some. I was there for LaDainian Tomlinson, who got a gold jacket because of what he did against the Raiders. Junior Seau, Antonio Gates. I've been there for some really bad Raider teams that weren't competitive, and the Chargers would win in Oakland. And we'd be walking out of the black hole going, really? Seagulls coming down, end of the game, and the Raiders lose. I've been at great games at Qualcomm when the Raiders have won. And it goes back and forth. So this is big. I've been to Carson, California. I was in the tunnel, in the tunnel, 20 feet away from when Jack Del Rio got let go. That was hard because Coach Del Rio was a good man, but John Gruden was on deck. We all remember that story and what happened. So I, the Carson thing was really fun because I, I, one, of the, one of the games was New Year's Eve day. And that was, I think that's the game Coach Del Rio was let go. And my wife and sons were with me, and they were waiting outside as I was in the tunnel watching all that happen and seeing that. And I remember getting in the car, our Lincoln Navigator at the time, and the kids were in the back. And my wife's going, what just happened? I go, drive. Just get out of here. Drive. And we're like kind of like escape from New York. It was escape from 
Carson and we got to the 15 and we're heading to Vegas and it's New Year's Eve. My wife and I wanted to go out on New Year's Eve. We had a sitter for the boys and we were like, wow, what just happened there? So I've had a lot of memories in this rivalry. And one of the biggest ones is I became really good friends with Junior, Junior Seau, before he ended up passing away, taking his life. That was a really hard gut punch with me. But I've gotten to know Dan Fouts, frequent guest on the show, and some really cool Chargers. But I've gone hard against the Chargers on this show and all these different platforms my whole career. Because normally, I've, I've said this and you know this, the Chargers are always overrated. As long as you've been alive, I don't care how old you are, the Chargers have been highly overrated. And I don't think they're overrated anymore. I think they're damn good. I think they're going to be a tough out for the Raiders from here on out. As long as they have Justin Herbert, it's like having John Elway, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr in the division. You don't know what you're going to get. Some days you're going to get classics. Other games you're going to catch them on a good day and beat them. But this is a very good quarterback who's elite already. He's elite right now. And again, John Elway was elite. Jim Kelly was elite. Herbert's in that category now. He must be stopped. The only way he could be stopped is a pass rush. You cannot stop him with cornerbacks and linebackers. You need to have edge rushers who blow him up and put him down. And I think the Raiders have that. So we'll see what happens with Hankins in the middle, Bilal Nichols. What will the interior pass rush look like? But Mad Max and Chandler Jones, one of them, has got to have a two-sack game. Because on the other side, it's going to be Khalil Mack, and we're going to see Joey Bosa. And Joey Bosa talks trash every time to Derek Carr. And Carr takes the high road. Carr wants to beat Bosa badly. So I'll set the stage for you more tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to have another big show lined up. Vic Tafer, our NFL insiders on Fridays. And I hope you enjoy the insiders we've had on this week, on a short week, as we start off this hour. Allen in Salt Lake City. Thanks for calling on the Raiders mobile app. What's happening? Hey, JT, the legend. I appreciate you... Uh let me on your show. Thank you. I've been watching a lot of uh, past games, preseason this year. The Chargers' last game that we played last year, what an exciting game, but it shouldn't have been that way. A lot of people are worried about our offensive line, and I think that is a true concern, but I think they'll be able to scheme around that. Mm -hmm. What I'm worried about is our two-minute defense and our four-minute offense. If we don't figure out a way to end these games, mm-hmm. last year in that final game, we had a 15-point lead with eight minutes left in the game, and it went down to the last second of overtime. It did. That never should have happened. We should have been able to get them off the field and, and end that game. So if we want to get to the next level to get to where we want to go, JT, mm-hmm. I really believe that we have to figure out a way to end games. You're right. So – Thanks for letting me on your show. Appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank you. And have a nice day. Yeah, you too. Have a great day. You know, what happens? How do you end a game? As Chris in West Oakland always calls, you have to catch the ball on defense. How do you win a game on defense? You deflect it, catch it, intercept it, end the game. And it didn't happen. And it could have happened against Cincinnati in the regular season. It could have happened other times. The Raiders don't turn the ball over. I am so excited for that new era to begin right now with Patrick Graham. I'm so excited to see a new Raider era of football. I like Gus Bradley, Jack Del Rio, all these guys. They couldn't turn the ball over. The Raiders need to turn it over, and that's Max and Chandler and Perryman knocking the ball out and doing that. Yeah, I was, I was there with Eric Allen sitting ready to do the postgame show, and when the Raiders kicked the field goal in overtime to take the three-point lead, Eric Allen and I looked at each other and said they're going to lose on a touchdown. 
Herbert's going to go the length of the field. Then he had a big play, and he, all, he got all the way down there. But then the Raiders held him to a field goal. And then we know what happened in, in overtime when the Raiders won, or right before. It looked like Herbert was going to win that game. And I thought the Raiders did a great job holding him back. That was a great stop to holding Justin Herbert to a field goal, or the Raiders would have been eliminated and not in the playoffs, and it would have been the Chargers. And that would have sucked for the offseason. Everybody's saying the Raiders didn't make the playoffs again, and the Chargers did. It didn't happen. Passionate Raider checking in on Raider Nation Radio. Go ahead. Good afternoon, JT. Hey, I wasn't just to clarify, you know, I wasn't saying you picked the Chargers. You just said Chargers 30, Raiders, or Chargers 40, Raiders 30. You're just talking. I thought you should have just said Raiders 40, Chargers 30. But this is misunderstanding, JT. But, man, you know, a lot of people always, it just kind of puzzles me how we all want to just keep reverting back to, like, last year's defense and that and this and this. We don't have the same defense as we had last year. We don't have the same defensive coaches we had last year, and we don't have the same culture in this locker room with, with, with the leaders that we have now. So just like me and everyone else, we're just anxious, just like Devontae was saying in his interview, it, to see these guys get on the field and play together. They haven't done that yet. And that's the biggest key is what we're going to have to see is how these guys gel together when they get on the field together. How are they going to handle it when, when, when Derek goes out and he has three or four incom- miss incompletions or he gets back in a strip home? How are we going to act when that adversity comes? Mm-hmm. That's what I am so – I just want to see how we're going to – because that's going to show and prove to Raider Nation what this team is really about is how they bounce back from adversity, JT. Yep. Every year, every team's going to have it. That's what I'm looking for. But just listening to Josh, listening to the players that we have, we've just got some really smart men out there that's willing to lay it all down the line, JT. Here we go. Two more days, JT. I'm a little calm today, a little bit, JT, man. My youngest little boy broke his leg last night, snapped Mm. his tibula and his fibula. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, so I'm just a little bummed today. Short sleep, nine hours at work today, but... Oh, geez, JT, we got three more days that we get kickoff, man. We are so stoked this way. Raider Nation, I got a Raider I got a Raider buddy at work. I didn't even know it. He come to work today with his Derek Carr jersey on his Raider head. I said, holy cow, let's go, baby. Let's go, JT. Three more days, kickoff, let's go, Raiders. All are welcome here as I kick off a new season on Raider Nation Radio. Uh, I didn't say the Raiders would lose 40-30. to I said that the Chargers have the ability to score 40 in any game they play, and the Raiders have to keep that number down. Uh, Very fair point. There has not been any adversity. I just interviewed the head coach today. There's not a lot of meat on the bone. Everybody's healthy. Everyone's healthy. Literally, perfect injury report. They were undefeated in the preseason. They cut a couple of people. We've covered that the last couple of weeks, and they're going in with no adversity. None. And that's okay. Last year, there was a lot of adversity with this team. There could be adversity early in the schedule. How will they react to it? I think the captains and the leaders in that locker room give them the opportunity and the DNA that Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels bring from the Patriots and all the winning and how they're able to figure other teams out. I think that's going to help this year a lot. 702-365-9200. Snow Raider out in one of my favorite spots, Tahoe. What's happening? Hey, thanks, JT. Uh, sending healing vibes to passionate Raiders kid out there. My son had a similar accident. It, it'll be okay. Just take some time and uh, some healing. My prediction for the game, I got Raiders 30, the choking Chargers at 24, man. You got me fired up. I see three, three TDs for the Raiders, three field goals by Carlson. We're going to shut him down with that defense and time possession, 
And then they got Boy Blunder on the other side. I saw him on TV last night all smirky and being funny about if that DB's playing or not because of his foot. He's just one cocky guy, man. He's going down. And what has he done in the past besides a decent season in the NFL? He's got St. Thomas, Northern Illinois, John Carroll, where our dynamic duo came from. Uh-huh. He's got uh, some Tennessee. That That's it. It's nothing. Raiders all the way, man. I can't wait for Sunday. Can't come soon enough. Raiders got this. Home crowd in L.A. Let's do it. Raiders. My friend, appreciate the call. Appreciate the call as we get rolling here. Thank you. And we're waiting on Steph McKenzie. We're supposed to have Steph. We have a Charger Insider also coming up on the other side. That opens up a line for you, 702-365-9200. The rest of the week, and I go over my notes with Eric Allen, a couple of conference calls for the pregame show, which will be live from the M Resort. Spawn Casino there will be right outside the Raiders Tavern and Grill. So please come on by if you don't have plans yet. Also, the other big story is we decided that we're going to do another remote, courtesy of Modelo, at Cafe Americano. Now, Cafe Americano is Caesar's Palace outside, close to the Strip. So it's outdoors, it's indoors. It, we had our first remote ever there with Modelo. It was brilliant the way they pulled it off. Uh, we do have Gorilla Rilla, who is confirmed for this, and we've been talking about this with Cisco and the Black Hole. Gorilla Rilla, next Friday at Cafe Americano. It's the gorilla, it's the gorilla rilla bobblehead. How about that? That sounds great. So that's what we're going to do on Friday. So next weekend looks wild. Next weekend is the remote at Cafe Americano, noon to two. And then I go into the fight, got the credential for Triple G Canelo. And then Sunday we have the Raiders home opener. That's a weekend. The only thing that might top this weekend is this weekend is Steph McKenzie is ready to go see Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Jones Jet. Jones Jet, you've been waiting. Here it is. How fired up are you? Oh, my God. JT, how excited are you? Well, I just got two tickets, and the wife and I are going. And I'm, I'm going back and forth with friends of mine who are listening, and they're like, well, this and that. I go... No, it's a rock concert. I work for the Raiders. It's at Allegiant Stadium. I'm going to bop around from sweet to sweet. I'll be at the torch. I'll be drinking ice cold Modelo. Now, yes. And I'm going to have fun. I mean, you don't see super, super rock concerts like that every day. Well, you know, I have to preface this, too. The reason I'm so excited is this has been two years in the making for me. This is a big girls weekend. We were supposed to go to Denver. Remember, it happened. They announced it. And then it got shut down, and so here we are. And it's in our own backyard at our stadium. It is. And this is, is this the final show of the world tour? So, yes, I know. I can't wait. <laughs> so isn't Tommy or Vince going to do something the night before or something crazy? I mean, well, what are they going to do after the show? Because that's something. You're a rock jock. Step McKenzie joins us. You know, these these bands, they fight, and not Poison and Def Leppard as much as the crew, but they fight. They don't talk to each other. They have separate bodyguards over the years. I don't know what it's like now, but you would think after their final show of the tour, You'd stay in Vegas and party in Vegas. You wouldn't get on the plane for Vince and go to Nashville or Tommy go to Hollywood. They'd party here, right? Oh, yeah. You know there's going to be tons of they're going here and they're doing this. But that's yet to be seen because that's last minute, right? Because they can't hold the influx of the crowd. But believe me, it's going to get out tomorrow, especially with social media. And we'll know where they're at. Steph McKenzie, 97 won the point. The legend joins us. Diehard Raider fan. One more thing on the concert. So I heard whispered in hushed tones from someone who knows this tour 
that a lot of fans and a lot of amateur hours that fans have been drinking all day. Joan Jett starts at 4, and there's a lot of people bouncing off the walls by 6.37. You know, amateurs only go out once or twice a year. <laughs> so we both we both responsibly partake and party and have fun. So everybody, you would say, has to pace themselves for this show. Oh, absolutely, because... Everyone says, first of all, do not miss Joan Jett. Do not, do not, do not. Because at first you were like, God, the doors open at four. We're going to be there all day. Mm. This is going to be absolutely insane. But everyone said, don't miss it. And it's supposed to be off the hook. And it's something that one of these concerts, you don't want to miss any of them. All right, let's get to the Raiders. How excited are you? We talked about this a couple of weeks ago on air, but now it's go time. Your despise and hatred of the Broncos. And that's before before the bye week. We'll, We'll do that also. But... This Charger team got better over the last couple of years, and it seems like they're coming and they're getting closer and closer to being a real legit team. They've just choked a lot on special teams, missing kicks, injuries always with this roster. So how concerned are you with L.A., this Charger team, being as good as the Raiders? Um, I have to say I'm a little concerned, especially with all the hype around the AFC West and how amazing our team is just us alone plus the whole division because everyone is talking about the best quarterbacks, You know, we are all the teams to beat no matter who you are. And coming into this game, I think there's still that little bit of rub from the Chargers after we bumped them out of the playoffs, right? I mean, you can't deny that. So going into this, I think it's a must-win for both teams because it's the start of everything. And then, of course, you got the Broncos on Monday night, so what's going to happen there? Go Seattle. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're the first person to say on the flagship of the Raiders it's a must win. I like that because in it theory, is. in theory, in theory, it's not. But I like the way you're framing it. It feels like I think Buffalo tonight it's a must win because I picked them to win the Super Bowl and they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. If they can't win this game against the Rams, and how are they going to win the Super Bowl? Like this is right. this is lower than the Super Bowl, but not by much. And you make a good point with the Raiders. If the Raiders can win this game, it shuts everybody up. They have massive momentum to go two and zero against Arizona. If they don't win the game, then all of a sudden the pressure is heavy against Arizona for the home opener. Well, and I think like you and I talked about last week or last year, every game going into it, despite everything that went on last year, you know, it was always like, God, we got to win this game. And then we'd win two and we'd lose one. And it'd be a big one that we had to win. And you just, I don't want to see that this year. Of course, I always predict the Raiders to win hands down 100%. That's just my heart, my love. I can't go against them. But this is a really big game for me. And I think a lot of my friends and everyone that we've discussed it with, this is just one of those games. If you're going to look at last season, you're going to look forward to this season. After this, then we can start to pick apart some games and some players. But right now, it's all fresh and a must-win. Steph McKenzie, 97, won the point. Diehard Raider fan. Been here in Vegas as a diehard Raider fan as long as anybody. All right, so tell us about your podcast. I'm happy to help out a little bit with this, and I know you're really excited. you got this great new podcast, and I think a lot of Raider fans would love to download it. Absolutely. When um, we're getting ready to launch within a week and JT, you get to be part of that as well. So we're really excited about that. But this is all about real Raiders LV. And this is about the women that are Raider fans and women goes deeper than that. The wives, the sisters, the daughters. And we really are are talking about things that maybe you and I don't get to always talk about. Sometimes Mm. we talk a little bit about it, but we go really deep in the podcast. And I will tell you one of the cool things on the home opener or the home, you know, preseason home opener. For me, it's always a home opener. I went around and I interviewed ladies specifically, obviously. That's what it's about. And I was excited to come on the show today to talk to you because you wanted me to have my favorite player we know, Carr. Mm-hmm. 
You know what all the women said? And I interviewed 10, not a big group, but 10 women, diverse, not friends, got them alone, all over, tailgating, before, after, during. Who do you think everyone said was the best player on the Raiders? <laughs> all who, the women. Uh, my, my wife thinks it's Stidham, the backup. Who, who do you got? Everyone said <laughs> Carr. Everyone with Carr. Look at that. Everyone. All 10 women. Carr. So let me get this. Us. So this is uh, this is for men to listen to, but it's a female-oriented, female Raiders podcast. I love that. It's a completely different perspective from a women's po- the women's point of view and the wives and people around town and people helping out in the community. That's a re- that's a cool concept. That's different. I haven't heard anything like that. Yeah, we decided to take it this angle, and you know, the cool thing the one of the first episodes is all about how women became Raider fans wow. and who taught them and how they got involved with it. And one of the most interesting stories, because you would think all the stories would be like that, one of the most interesting stories was this lady said, my husband just liked football, and this was his team, and he is a diehard Raider fan, this guy. Mm-hmm. That's just a stranger I met. And she was like, you know what? I love him so much, I just decided I'm going to be a Raider fan. And it was the only story we got. Otherwise, it was grandfathers, dads, or moms that introduced women to being the love of football, and then it just took off for the Raiders since they were little girls. Wow, this sounds really exciting. So do all these? So this is not like the Oprah Book Club, where you're going no. to just share. This is like hardcore female <laughs> Raider Nation, where all the ladies get after some Raider talk. I love this. Yeah, it's really cool. I can't wait for it to just uh, explode and. I love that we get to be a part of your show, and you get yes. to be a part of our show, and we'll be tagging you on all the stuff. So all right. thank you so, so much. So a last that. one as we're going in. I got, you know, I, I wear the same type of gig or outfit to a rock show, but for those who are listening, like, what do you do? How do you dress for a Def Leppard Motley Crue show in 2022, not 1986? So same thing <laughs> that you wore in '86, yes. or, or do you flavor yes. it up a bit? Well, you got to flavor it up a little bit. I always say go bling or go home, right? right? So I'll have my leopard stuff on. But it's also a time to remind everyone listening and everyone coming into town, clear purses are still a thing. Mm-hmm. Don't get caught. And if you're wearing those hooker heels, well, you're going to have some feet problems at the end of the night. So get yeah. some comfortable shoes. Comfortable shoes even to Motley Crue. That sounds, like yes. a, that sounds like a blog. I will see you out at the show. I'll be with Tommy White from the 872 Laborers. I'll be drinking Modelo at the Torch, where I like I'm to set up at the Torch. You. I'll see you there. Have a good one. Uh, go Raiders. All right. That's Steph McKenzie. She's got a new Raiders female podcast dropping, which is pretty cool. So I'm excited for her there. She's so cool. She loves the Raiders. She loves rock and roll. Her show, 97, won the point. Appointment listening to me every day. Every day I've been listening to her for, I don't know how many years, Bobby? How many years has she been on here? 20, 25? Yeah, at least 20. And uh, does a great show. And love the commentary. They were Chris. They do an, they do an outstanding job. Appreciate that. So thanks to Steph. Uh, when we come back in a little bit, I have an insider, Eric Smith, who covers the Chargers for the Chargers. We're going to go position by position on that. And I think we're done. I think I could take your calls the rest of the way. I would appreciate it. We'd like to hear from you. 702-365-9200. We're brought to you by Remy Martin. Team up for excellence. Have you had the botanist gin yet? Man, it's cool, refreshing, especially when it's this hot. Part of the Remy Martin team, the botanist gin. Give it a spin. You will absolutely love it.
It's, it's big, man. I, I mean, I've been a part of some rivalries just, you know, throughout my career. So to come here and, um, you know, have the same type of situation, it's, it's a familiar feeling. Obviously different teams, but definitely a familiar feeling and looking forward to the challenge. That's Devontae Adams. Devontae spoke yesterday. Derek spoke and Mad Max, friend of the show. We're big Mad Max fans. Uh, the breaking news, the death of the Queen today in uh, Scotland, actually where she passed, and that will dominate, rightfully so, the news cycle for a long time. God save the queen. Godspeed. Uh, my Aunt Valerie, born and raised in London, and uh, I got a call into her today. And this is a big deal out here in the States, and that just happened. It's all over TV, but we're a sports talk show, but I thought it was worth mentioning if you haven't heard the news yet today, 702-365-9200. Taking a look at the moving lines, and for the Raiders in this game, I think the Raider fans saying, wow, three-and-a-half-point underdog in this game on the road where the Raiders will have more fans than the Chargers. And they're playing in a comfortable environment. Weather shouldn't be that big of an issue. And the Raiders have been peaking for this game, and they're healthier. J.C. Jackson, Mr. Interception, will be a game-time decision. He hasn't been ruled out yet. And a couple of ESPN's insiders ruled him out yesterday. And the Chargers, like, pumped the brakes here on that. So we'll see how this plays out. Let's get out to Reggie in North Las Vegas. What's happening, Reg? Good to hear from you. Yes, sir. What's going on, JT? Uh, first of all, like you said, you know, condolences to the entire royal family. You know <laughs> how it is. If, if it was one of ours passing away, royalty yes. or not, we want people to, to be concerned and care a little bit. So, uh, God bless the entire royal family. Also, my guy, passionate Raider, man, I hadn't talked to him for a couple of weeks, so prayers up for his son and that accident, and I know he'll recover. We all had uh, injuries done that we didn't think we could get through and look at us now, you know? Mm. But, man, I'm so excited right now about these Raiders going into the season. Going up against the, one of the teams I can't stand, which you know the whole AFC West is my public enemy number one. <laughs> but this is how it should be. We get to start the season off. The first five weeks we play Chargers, Denver, and Kansas City within the first five weeks. If that's not going to wake you up and show you who you really are, what will? So I can't wait for it, man. I got the Raiders. Winning this game 31-21, I've got our defense doing a takeaway, which we would love to see. Mm -hmm. And and also, check this out. I really believe the run game is going to be the stunner. I think the run game is going to shock folks because I think right now everybody's betting on the Chargers sure. defense to be better than our defense. And I just can't wait to see how they set it up and lay it down. And, hey, we're going to gradually build this thing up. I'm trying not to go too crazy, but I had to call you on this uh, opening day because, you know, the NFL yep. gets started. It tonight, is opening so. day. Thank you. Thank you, Reggie. Thanks for bringing yes, that sir. up. Appreciate it, buddy. Let's Good to go. talk to you. Re Reggie in North Las Vegas. Always appreciate your call. Ian Rappaport reporting 31 minutes ago before tonight's Rams-Bills game. The NFL will have a moment of silence to recognize the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. That will go down before the game. A big deal, no doubt about it. And this is a good game tonight. This is a marquee, huge matchup. I don't think it's fair for Buffalo. Remember, last time Buffalo played, they got their heart ripped out in 13 seconds by Kansas City. 
Now you make Buffalo go play in L.A. to open up the season. Why not make Kansas City go play there? Does that make sense? Kansas City beat Buffalo. This is a really tough game for Buffalo to play on the road week one. And I'm going with Buffalo to win and to win the Super Bowl. I just think Buffalo's got the best team in football. I did last year, and I never expected them to choke 13 seconds away in Kansas City. And does Kansas City come back to the pack? Yesterday on the show, I picked Kansas City to win 12 and the Chargers and the Raiders to win 10. And depending on what happens with the Charger-Raider tiebreaker, is that an easy way out? You know, most people have it, Kansas City Chargers, Denver Raiders. I think the people that have Denver over the Raiders have lost their bleeping mind. They're all in on Russell Wilson. That team's got some holes in it. But the low-hanging fruit now is the Raiders' offensive line. Until the Raiders' offensive line plays a game or two and wins with that offensive line, there's going to be criticism. And the offensive line's got to shut them up. My friend Thor, Black Hole Summerlin. What's going on, Thor? Good to have you. What's new, bud? What's happening, my brother? You know, it's just the start of the NFL season. The damn fired up. I can't wait three days, man. I can't wait. Honestly, um, people who think that they have the Chargers over us, I think they lost their mind, too. Um, honestly, they're a good team. For sure, they're they're a good team. But they're not us. And, and, and I think we go in there... And like the last caller said, this is what I've been saying. I think we run the ball on them dudes. I think we run through their defense. You keep them off balance and you take a couple shots. And I just think we can control the clock, control the game. Our defense has to get a turnover. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly believe, honestly believe we're going to hand it to them 27 to 13 and it's not even going to be that close. I think we control to control the, mm-hmm. the ball by running it. And and I really believe our defense is a lot better than people think. Thanks, Thor. Appreciate it. I don't think that the Raiders are going to blow out the Chargers, and I don't think they're going to hold the Chargers to 13. I think the Chargers are super explosive. They're going to score more points. If the Raiders could win 31-28, if we could see 28-27, something like that, I don't know. I'm, I don't pick games for a living, but... I don't think you're going to hold the Chargers to 13 points. Now, several callers, including Thor, who I respect, diehard fan, are talking about this running game. What frustrated Eric Allen and myself the most last year heading into the postgame show was when they ran it for no reason. They just ran it into the pile, right? First and 10, handoff up the middle, second and nine. It happened all the time. And it was disappointing. Even when John Gruden resigned, the coaches that took over, who I knew well, I thought that they were going to go, Let's just go balls out and throw it all the time. We got Derek. We got Hunter. We got, let's do it. And they ran the ball with Josh, and it was smart. It got him to the playoffs. Raiders don't make the playoffs last year unless they ran the ball behind Josh Jacobs. It worked. They won four in a row. They went to the playoffs. And that was good. And, and for me, I sat there and I go, why are they just running it into a pile, a giant pile? You know it's not going to work. But they were doing it to set up the pass and to set up second down. I don't think Josh McDaniels is going to do that. I think he's going to run with a purpose. They're going to run to Colt Miller's side. They're going to run with a purpose. And on third and four, I'd get the ball in Derek's hand to throw, but Josh McDaniels might run it. He might have Derek in the shotgun and an inside draw for five yards because of the scheme. And he might be running right at Joey Bosa because Bosa is a weakness with the running game. He's a positive. He gets to the quarterback, and he gets to Derek, and he can strip sack it. But I'd run right at his ass and wear him out in this game. Jared is right here in Las Vegas on the flagship of the Raiders on 920. Hello. Hey, JT. I'm pumped for this season, man. This is why I moved here. This is my first 
season in Vegas. Wow. And I can't, I cannot wait. Yes, sir. Brought the whole family down. We made the move because we were looking for something different. And why not Vegas? Why not follow my Raiders? So here I am. You know what? I'm excited about the game. I think it's going to be a gritty, a gritty 27-33 win for the Raiders. I know you don't like that point total, but let me tell you, it's going to be gritty. It is going to show that the Chargers can score, but it's going to show that we did just a little bit more. I got my man, my man Mad Max with two sacks on the day, and I got Abrams. Yes, Jonathan Abrams playing a key role, coming down mm. in the box, being that 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 extra safety slash linebacker that's going to be playing close to the line of scrimmage. We're going to play to his strength, and we're going to do what's good for him for the first time in his career here as a Raider. And I'd like to see, well, no, what I expect to see is us being able to close out games the right way, the right way this time. I mean, you know, a repeat of what we did last time, being able to run the ball to close the game out. I think Josh is going to be strategic, like always. I think that we might be throwing to set up the run. I think I think we're going to use the screen game because he loves the screen game, and I think we're going to we're going to show that shiny new tool that we bought in Devonte Adams. And I think we are going to set up the run by passing. That's what I got, JT. Let's go Raiders. Thanks for the call, Eric Smith is going to join us coming up next. He tweeted out J.C. Jackson not spotted at Chargers practice Wednesday. Okay, now we're sitting here on Thursday. We'll get an update from him as the week one prep is underway in Los Angeles, and we have an insider for the Chargers. Really looking forward to this interview because I want to know, I want to go pound for pound Raiders roster versus Chargers roster and find out the strength of the Chargers. As we've been saying, if the Raiders are going to run the ball, what's the interior of the defensive line look like for the Chargers? That's an important topic for us to get to here. So a lot more to get to. Oh, let's thank Tropical Smoothie, who brought us smoothies today. And that's a big deal in radio when you get free stuff. Bobby's happy, I'm happy. This is Mango Tropical Smoothie Cafe, who came in today. A nice group of young ladies and gave out big smoothies to everyone here to kick off Raider season. Very nice of them. Head on out to the Tropical Smoothie Cafe near you. Khalil is, I've always said he's a Hall of Fame player, you know, and playing along Joey, who I think is one of the best players in all of football, uh, really respect the way that they both play the game um, and the way that they go about their business. And so Khalil, he's always been one of my best friends, and we always talk, you know, it seems like every week, every other week, except when we play each other, you know. Uh, you know, it's not like, hey, it's like, I'm not talking to you this week, we just don't, you know, and so... Uh, I'll see him. I'll see him. I'll talk to him after the game. I'll definitely talk to him during the game, as I always do. But, uh, you know, he's one of my best friends. So just getting to play against him is, is cool for me. It's cool for my boys. They know him. And so they'll be watching him and all that stuff. But past that, you know, he, he's a Hall of Fame type player. Him and Joey are, are great rushers in this league and have been for a long time. And so we have our work cut out for us. Yeah, Derek Carr talking about not only Khalil Mack, his best friend, Devontae's his best friend, too, but Bosa saying everything right heading into a game like that when two guys are trying to take your head off. Uh, that's how you handle it as a quarterback. JT, back with you. We have a Charger insider who will join us in a moment. Stick around for that. Vince 
in North Las Vegas. Thanks for calling the Raider flagship. What do you got? JT, what's going on, man? I've just been listening to you talk while I was playing golf over here at Angel Park. Anyway, let's talk about these uh, overhyped charges because that's what they are. Yeah, they got better, but we got better. Name me one corner that could check Devontae Adams. He ain't no Jalen Ramsey. What are you talking about, Patrick Sertan, the second-year corner from Denver? He ain't checking him. Devontae's licking his chops. Derek Carr, he's always been put at the fourth best in the division. Mm -hmm. He doesn't get enough respect. They need to put some respect on our QB. I think Carr's a Christian man, and I think God finally throwed him a bone and gave him all these new weapons and these new toys. And I think Derek Carr is going to have one hell of a season. And as far as these Chargers, that's all they are. They're just hype. We beat them last year. Matter of fact, we were up the whole game. Our defense, yeah, they kind of slipped up a bit. But they should have never came back the way they did last year. And I'm just saying, the Chargers are all hype. Yes, they got the little pretty boy, Herbert. But you know what? He lost. He lost last year. And he's going to lose again come Sunday. Thank you again, JT. Have a good time. Hit him good at Angel Park. Love playing out there. Have a good round out there. Appreciate it. Eric Smith, kind enough to join us, senior writer for the Chargers, as we get set for the game on Sunday. So, Eric, let's start with that injury report. I was shocked that the Raiders have literally no one injured. A clean report. And Mr. Interception, J.C. Jackson, what's his status as of today? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me, guys. Yep. Uh, he did not practice uh, Wednesday. Um, practice is going on right now. So, um, I did not see him out there again. So, probably another another DNP for him. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll, see um, we'll see if he plays or not on Sunday. Um, other than that... Uh, the only other guy is uh, tight end Donald Parham. He didn't practice yesterday. So um, not as light as the Raiders with nobody. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm surprised by that. But uh, that's the benefit of week one for sure. If Jackson doesn't play, how's the depth of the Chargers at the cornerback position considering the Raiders have Devontae Adams, Waller, and Renfro? Yeah, it's pretty good. I think I think everyone here is confident in that group of uh, you know Michael Davis, Asante Samuel Jr., mm-hmm. and then Bryce Callahan is, a, is the new guy they brought in. Obviously, Samuel and Davis, you know, played a lot last year. Um, you know, had some some ups and downs here and there, but uh, both have looked really good in preseason and, and the camp. Um, and Callahan is a vet; he's been around for a couple of years. He knows Brandon Staley's scheme in and out. He's been in it before. Um, so yeah, they like the depth. Obviously. You know, they signed Jackson to be the number one guy. They want him to be out there. But if he is not, then, you know, that's why you, you have extra depth and extra corners. Um, it's a pretty solid top four. Eric Smith is our guest, covers the Chargers senior writer. So Derwin James said the Chargers aren't focused on how the season ended last year. He hasn't been healthy throughout this Raider rivalry in all the games, but now he's at 100%. He's a captain of the team. You add Khalil Mack up front off the edge. What did you notice in training camp, especially in practices and the joint practices? How much improved is this Charger defense coming into Sunday? That's a good question. Uh, I think that's what we're all kind of waiting to find out. I don't know if we know right now, um, mostly because they haven't played together. Um, you know, this this new group, right, with, you know, Khalil is new and, and Jackson's new. Uh, there's some new guys up front, like Sebastian Joseph Day, um, they haven't really had a full team out there because Derwin, um, you know, he's, he's great, but he didn't practice the first maybe no. half of camp. He's he waiting on his new deal. So then he came in, and um, that's kind of when J.C. got banged up. 
you know, there were some linebackers that were out. Uh, Drew, Drew Tranquil missed a, a couple of early practices. So they haven't really had the full group together. There's plenty of optimism, you know, and talent for sure. But like any week one, um, there's, a, there's a little bit of an unknown, um, just how they're going to do. They're obviously confident and they have the playmakers for sure. But sometimes it just takes a little bit of time to gel. That's what um, coaches and players have kind of talked about all week. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're going to have to maybe adapt and adjust on the fly. Um, and like you mentioned, Adams, I mean, that's about as tall a task as you're going to get uh, with an elite wide receiver. Eric Smith joins a senior writer for the Chargers. Joey Bosa is interesting to me because he talks more trash about the Raiders than anybody else because he had a high-profile shot at Derek Carr last year and talked about him. And, you know, if they keep coming, they'll eventually get to him. And Carr's saying all the right thing. And now, as you know, Derek and Khalil Mack are really tight when they play together as teammates here. So with the Raiders' offensive line, what type of coverage is the offensive line of the Raiders getting in Los Angeles as you're a member of the media and you take a look at how they're trying to put an offensive line out there to stop these two great edge rushers. You're asking me about the Chargers O-line? Or the no, Raiders the Raiders O-line. O-line. Your perception of the Raiders O-line coming into the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, think, I know they got a good left tackle, obviously, in Colton mm-hmm. Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything else is a little up in the air. That's kind of like the unknown. Um, but again, I think the Chargers have to, have to prove it, and that's sort of the method they've been saying. Like, sure, we have Mac and Bosa and Joseph Day and uh, Austin Johnson's a new face. Mm-hmm. Kyle Van Noy. There's a lot of a lot of new faces. Um, obviously, if they can get pressure on Carr, that's the goal and that's the hope. But we don't know. You know, we don't know. Like the first few drives to me are going to be fascinating about you know kind of the chess match and who adjusts to what and all that. And then you know, second half, I think both teams will kind of be in a rhythm and we'll kind of see who can pull it out. Yeah, there's been some shootouts, as you know. Eric Smith is our guest, senior writer for the Chargers. Now, Justin Herbert, I gave him praise early. He was the best quarterback that I saw play at Allegiant Stadium talent-wise. I didn't, And that included Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and Lamar Jackson. So working for the Raiders, I couldn't give this guy a higher grade. I think he is a great quarterback already, but it, the team has deficiencies. The coach at times on fourth down, special teams has been a mess for the Chargers over the last couple of years. They always have a kicking problem or a special teams problem. Have they tightened that all up? to make it easier on Justin Herbert so he doesn't have to worry about down or distance or his team turning it over or his kicker missing a kick? Because that's really what put the Chargers down the last couple of years. Yeah, agreed Agreed on that. Um, you know, Herbert is a phenomenal talent, um, but, you know, he, there's got to be some help, you know, throughout the rest of the roster. Uh, as far as special teams, yeah, they, they kind of revamped that unit too. Uh, they brought in a new special teams coordinator, uh, Ryan Ficken, mm-hmm. who, with uh, the Vikings for the last 15 years. Um, they brought in a new long snapper. I mean, they're trying to redo it all. They brought in Josh Harris. Uh, he was a pro bowler last year with the Falcons. Uh, Dustin Hopkins is back as uh, the kicker. He was pretty solid in the second half of the year. And then uh, they brought in a new punter in J.K. Scott. So, uh, And they have a new kick returner and punt returner in uh, DeAndre Carter. So mm-hmm. the struggles, you know, every, everyone knows about them. But kind of like the defense, they're like, okay, if it hasn't worked, Let's bring in a whole bunch of new pieces and see how it does. Um, again, that's some of the unknown there. Like, it looked fairly good in practice. Like, they, they did give up a couple uh, touchdown returns against the Cowboys in the preseason. It wasn't the main guys out there playing. It wasn't, you know, the, the number one unit. But um, there's hope that, that Thicken, who, who I know pretty well, that he can kind of turn this unit around. 
Eric Smith, as we wrap it up. So, Eric, we all know the elephant in the room is the Raiders travel well in L.A. There's just a lot of Raider fans in L.A. from their Super Bowl years. And Raider fans, if there is a ticket available at any point, they're going to buy it and try to get into SoFi Stadium. What's the reaction from the Charger organization, fans that you talk to, even the players, knowing that Carson before SoFi has kind of been a home game for the Raiders and the Raiders look to show up big there? Yeah, there's no doubt the Raiders have a good fan base. I mean, they've, they've always had that. Um, you know, the players haven't talked about it. Um, you know, we haven't really talked about it as an organization, honestly. Um, you know, I think we're more focused on us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I know there's going to be a lot of Chargers fans there. and I, there's, there's a lot of hype and excitement, um, a lot of energy for week one. Um, I don't, you know, I expect some Raider fans to be there, but I don't know how many. Um, you know, it's my first game as a, Ooh. As a member of the Chargers, so I'm <laughs> okay. All right, my friend, you get you're going to see how many Raider fans are there. But you know, good good for you. You got a great job. You were with the Vikings before this, right? So this is your four, first year with the Chargers. Yeah, with Minnesota for almost seven years. Wow! So you got a great experience out there. Beautiful stadium and. It's going to be a good life for you out there, and you'll see this rivalry up close on Sunday, and I think it's going to blow you away. Eric, thanks for a few minutes of your time. I hope to see you and meet you when you're out here in Vegas for the game in the later half of the year. Okay, appreciate it. Thanks you, for having me. Thank you very much. Eric Smith for the Chargers. That's interesting. Year one with the Chargers gave us a good breakdown on the team and what they do and Justin Herbert and all that, but he's never been to a Charger Raider game, and that'll be interesting for him. He, that's, he works for the Chargers. So he's a Chargers senior writer. We have Levi Edwards. We have other insiders, Eddie Pascal, guys who work for the team that we have on there too. Nice job, Bobby. I don't know how you do it every day. You book this show? Yeah, you do it. You pull it together. Josh McDaniels, that was a good interview today. I really enjoyed first time, really the second, third, fourth time I've met him. And uh, he's been really good to me with his availability. Thanks, thanks to the head coach of the Raiders. Uh, Vince Sapienza, we appreciate Vince joining us. Lee Sterling gave you a couple of the winners. And we also had a fun time talking to Eric Smith. So that's where we're at here. Oh, and Steph McKenzie, the queen of the Motley Crue Def Leppard show and Raider fanatic. All right, everybody, Q's on deck. He is here right behind me, and he is ready to go. So we are rolling, man, coming into our final show tomorrow. Uh, Join me at the M Resort Spa Casino for the pregame show on Sunday right outside the Raiders Tavern and Grill. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Keep it here to the flagship.